Kamusta? I'm Esme. This is Echo Freak PH Podcast, the podcast for your echo journey. Honestly, it's already 2.01 a.m. in the morning. And I had this topic about the indigenous people and their relation with the environment yesterday however I deleted the audio I deleted everything because I just don't feel it (laughs) and I don't know if it's my perfectionism getting in the way but yeah what we're going to do today is to talk about my zero waste noob journey and at the same time have few tips value based values based tips on how we can be an eco freak or an more eco friendly person yes that's my mom if you have heard someone coughed <laughs> or if not <gasps> good for you so yeah I actually had this from a mini talk in church before and I have already uploaded this topic in soundcloud.com but why not put it here then okay enough of the blabbering disclaimer i'm not an expert i i consider myself a zero waste noob yet so yeah to begin did you know that the philippines my beloved country is the world's third largest plastic polluter i know right it's crazy there is this international non-governmental organization who which described the philippines as david in size but Goliath in plastic pollution. As a Filipino, I attest to that strongly because even in our household, yeah, we still use a lot of plastics. So, what is zero waste living? And what in the world is zero waste? Zero waste is a principle in a lifestyle which aims to produce less to zero waste at all. So according to a blog by Catherine Kellogg, going to zerowaste.com, zero waste is redefining the linear system because currently we live in a disposable society wherein we consume way too many resources from the earth. We do not value our belongings anymore. That once we are done, we just throw it in a giant hole in the ground, aka landfill. 
I'll raise my hand because I am guilty of this but let's not put it there I'm just gonna change it okay yeah so what is environmental stewardship what about it according to Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fall of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Basically, the verse says that we are commanded by God to be stewards to be leaders and not abusers of the earth so here's my journey how it all started for you as me why do you consider yourself as a like a freak So, one of my inspirations is my mom. She's really the one responsible for this echo bean. Which is my. Okay. So, my mom, although she's not perfect in her zero waste journey, we still consume plastics. We still. We're still on progress when it comes to our segregation of trash and decluttering and a whole lot more. Ever since I was a kid, like my mom really is the one who taught us to take good care of the plants. She really has a green thumb like if I compare myself to her I would be this self-proclaimed ego freak but then I can't make a plant live I don't know what's wrong with me what's wrong with my hands but seriously I, I just can't even if it's a cactus it's so funny. You don't even need to water the cactus too much or give too much attention in the cactus. Like compared to other plants, right? But I but why I can't still make it alive. I don't know what's wrong with me. But when my mom plants something it's just it's like their sorcery. It's like my mom has a power. Because let's say she has this seeds and she's just gonna throw it into perfect soil or a good soil and then it, it will just grow. And it's so cool and how I observe my mom when she talks about her plants that you shouldn't 
water them too much and if it's raining you should put them in a different place because like human beings they shouldn't be uh, they shouldn't have too much water they, ha- they shouldn't have too much sun it's crazy how my mom remembers all these things and she applies it and she really grow the plants with love neither my mom for that okay so aside from the plants my mom is really the one who always reminds us to be responsible with our animals i have two dogs before but unfortunately they're in the heaven running in the endless green fields in heaven but she's always the one who reminds us to take good care of her animals because you know when you're young you are not that much responsible when it comes to things because you just want to have cute dogs you you just want the idea in the picture of having cute dogs but then you wouldn't realize really the sacrifice behind it that they're living things and that they are like human beings they have needs they poop you know they pee you have to feed them you have to nourish them give them attention and love and so my mom always reminds us of that also she is the one who really wants organic things organic natural anti-cancer you know (laughs) those kind of things my mom really introduced me that kind of environment that kind of things or likeness to to those kind of things and lastly recycle recycling things i remember when i was in elementary so every christmas season like what we're having right now it's a christmas season and in our school we have always been required to bring christmas lantern and or they call it here in the Philippines, Parols. And I remember envying my classmates when I was young and during these times because they bring this bright gold, blue, green, red Parols or lanterns which they bought from market or anywhere. But then mine was the very peculiar non-mainstream parol (laughs) and it's crazy (laughs) it's crazy because as a young person you know that you don't want to be different like you want to belong because you're young and I remember when I bring the parol that my mom and our house helper had made it is actually made from recycled t 
tissue cardboard rolls. You know the the thing inside the tissue roll, the cardboard type. You know, you know what you know what I mean. And and so my mom would my mom and her house helper would stick for card uh, tissue cardboard rolls and then they will wrap it individually in a Japanese paper old Japanese papers and they would cut out pictures from Christmas related pictures from magazines or leaflets from groceries you know when when you go in the groceries and then they will give you these leaflets with ref or Christmas baskets, you know, those kind of things. And so my, they would cut out pictures and they would stick it there. And then they would DIY a something like a bling bling from a Japanese paper and stick it in the lantern. So picturing it out and then they would tie a yarn and that's something that I would bring in school and I remember during those times I think I was in grade 2 or something I would always get teased I was I would always be made fun in class because of those kind of things because my lantern is really different I remember one classmate of mine called, ah, your lantern looks looks like a bomb. I'm like, what? Okay. And, yeah, it's so funny when I look back. But then, at present, I never realized that these things are what cultivates me to have these values that I really adhere and give importance now so thanks mom for that up until now actually she still recycles things my best friend can attest to that now we're not really that decorating our house in christmas but she had experience to see our lanterns that are made from chicken what it was chicken screens something screens and from uh um uh from a washing machine like an equipment from an old washing machine i don't know how my mom does it but she's very creative and i'm proud of that and so number one is my mom number two is Lauren Singer. If you're in the zero waste journey, I, I bet you already know her. So zero waste has been a movement that has been pioneered by Lauren Singer. She's one of the pioneers of of zero waste. So she is an environmental activist, an entrepreneur, and a blogger of trash is for tossers.com. 
she actually has a business called Simply Co. Yeah, and the package free shop. So I encountered her story while I was randomly browsing the internet. She is an environmental major graduate in New York University. In her college years, she has this classmate. Okay, her story is that in her college years, she has this classmate who would always bring plastic packaged food with plastic spoon and fork in a plastic bag and a plastic water bottle every time, every single day during their lunch. And she was just noticing this girl and she would realize that what we are environmental major students and why are we not living the values that we should be living and while she realized this when she got home and opened her fridge she noticed that she is no different than this girl this classmate of hers she also consumes tons and tons of tons is an OA but you know she still consumes a great amount of plastic which is very not aligned with her values and so like a typical millennial she researched something about less waste and she encountered Bea Johnson who practices zero waste home in California since 2012 Lauren Singer has been practicing her zero waste living and had a lot of talks including TED and United Nations now she would say that her lifestyle is already lined with her values yeah that is actually something that i would like to adopt as well something that my lifestyle this podcast my everyday living my normal my normalcy would be something that is aligned with what i believe and Lauren Singer really did inspire me to that. So how about my process? So I got inspired and now really have to have that call to action. So what is my process? I'm still currently in the process, but you know, let's share it. So apart from my elementary and high school days, my some of my high school classmates can attest to that. That I've been like a low-key echo bean when I was in high school. My college years really played a fundamental role in in my choices and in my significant values that I really want to have for the rest of my life. And yeah, I've actually joined 
I intentionally joined a environmental-related student organization when I was in sophomore year. And we actually have a lot of activities there. Like, we organized a symposium about environmentalism. And there are 300 participants, students, professors who attended the symposium. And it's something that we're so proud of. It's something that also excites me personally. Because it's just right from the heart. And when I was in junior year, this is the time wherein we were asked to find something, uh, uh internship. And I had this thought that I want my internship to be significant and so I intentionally chosen to had my internship my dream internship actually in the world's largest animal rights organization PETA Asia Pacific wherein I had the opportunity to participate in Earth Day 2015 like the legit legit Earth Day 2015 as I speak I can still vividly feel and remember how things went that time it's so exciting and it's really a fun eye-opening experience I even became vegan for six months like before I joined the internship and after I got the internship and up until now actually I've been wanting and aiming to at least be vegetarian but I'm still in progress I still got a long way so that's my junior year a very exciting year and I just want to segue a about animal agriculture because it's related with with that so Globally, animal agriculture is responsible for more greenhouse gases than all the world's transportation system combined. See, it's it's shocking, right? That animal agriculture is one of the responsible contributors of greenhouse gases. I think it's one of the top three. That that our lifestyle, you know, the the food that we eat it really contributes to greenhouse gases actually one pound of beef consumes 2,400 gallons of water so can you imagine that it really takes a lot of resources for you to have a meat I hope more and more people could see the importance of eating a lot of vegetables and a lot of non-ethical foods or going plant-based, basically. 
speaking to myself. <laughs> okay, so when I was in senior year of college, I actually become became an officer in a foreign service club. It's a club in my course. Foreign service is actually another term for international studies or international relations. And I had the opportunity to lead and organize a UN-related symposium about peace and climate change with a United Nations ambassador, Zara Jane Huan. She is our guest speaker and still currently serves as one of the persons that I look up to when it comes to the environment. Actually, she is also the one who have in- helped me to be introduced in an environment environmentalists here in the Philippines, like the legit environmentalists here in the Philippines. And I really do hope that I, I can still connect with her. Maybe that's a good idea. Yeah, I would do that this Christmas. Hmm, yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I've learned through her is that climate change is not only a global environmental problem, but an economic issue as well. For an instance, if there is scarcity in natural resources, the higher the survival threat will be, which can lead to chaos and worst war. I actually want this to be personal. You know, personal to you and personal to me. Because when it, when we hear the word climate change, we, yeah, we know that it's a global issue and it's something that we need to be serious about. But why doesn't it impact me? Why, why I just go on with my life as if it's not gonna happen and I, I don't care. And if you have listened to my first episode or first or second episode, my why is really my pamangkin. And I don't know, first time I've heard about environmental friendly, it's just resonated with me already. And I... I know that it's something important. But when I would think of a really deep reason, it's really my pamangkan. Like I would imagine how her future would be if if the climate is really not suitable for it's not normal and uh, I've been working for a while now in a migration organization an immigration related organization and I realized that one of the reasons why migrations from other countries happen is because of climate change as well. Ito, 
for example, yung lugar mo, yung livelihood nyo is nanggagaling sa pagtatanim. E kaso, dahil sa mga changes, like weather, too much heat na ng sun that will cause your soil or land to drought, to dry. And when these things happen, it's a domino effect. If your land cannot be used as a livelihood anymore, you have no choice but to move. And not all people are privileged to just easily move from one place to another. It's more complicated now. And yeah, climate change really affects the resources. Because it's, it's not going to be like the way it there is before. For an instance, I one thing that I've learned in my certification about climate change almost four years ago is that let's see the migration of birds. Birds doesn't function based on choice. They, they function based on instincts. Natural instincts. And their natural instincts are dependent on what weather would be on the same place or on a certain place. So, for example, there are migration of birds in a certain area and there is a specific season. But since climate change affects the season since climate change nga, the migratory of birds can be delayed. And there are animals who are in the food chain that will be affected through that. And, you know, the food chain is or the food web is a domino effect. So that's just how I see it. So going back, going back to the process, one year of zero waste. So my one year of zero waste, I have learned a lot of things already. And here are my journey and my tips that you can consider. So, step one is to start somewhere and do something. In my journey, it all started with a straw. So, with the idea of Lauren Singer and my mom and my past experiences when I was young. But then, the zero waste really started, I can say, officially with a straw. It was August 2017. Wow, three years ago. So I was scrolling on the internet and found out that there is someone here in the Philippines who sells 
metal straw and I bought one <laughs> this is my first straw oh, I was looking at my blog so it's in the brand go zero you can search them up step number two be aware and learn you know the echo journey echo learning is really fun for me because climate change encompasses a wide range of things it's like climate change affects everything and everyone so the learning is also limitless it can be through social tourism i've also tried that with a friend we have traveled through a social tourism platform called mad travel mad make a difference travel it's a fun experience because we have first-hand encounter with tribes and how climate change really affects them and their lives second is i also have joined coastal cleanup i remember i wake up 4 a.m just for this but it's what it, it was really worth it the experience is worth it and lastly i have joined uh muni meetup muni is a community and they conducts workshops here in the philippines which basically talks about mindfulness and the lifestyle of zero waste and being eco-friendly yeah we can learn through meaningful travels we can learn from people with the same values and lastly we can also volunteer and learn through the experiences learn through our first-hand experiences Step number three is to make choices and do it. You know, you have all these learnings and we need to apply it. Because what's the point of learning all these things if you're just going to stuck it in your brain, right? Might as well live it. So first is when I joined the Mooney Meetup, I had my first zero waste kit. Like the legit kit. A zero waste starter starter pack and i've been using it since then the what do you call this sunscreen eco-friendly sunscreen the eco-friendly bamboo toothbrush and eco-friendly insect repellent eco-friendly metal straw set so fun and i remember when i was still working in an office in makati 
my colleagues and I would bring reusable Tupperwares, reusable containers whenever we order at Jolly Jeeps. <laughs> Jolly Jeeps are like food stalls. And it's fun. Also, in fashion side, I've donated my clothes. I've donated also to H&M. They have this recycle bin in their stores in exchange of discount coupons. I know some of the people are actually against this, but when I interviewed the person in charge or the sales lady there, she told me that they actually donate the clothes and if the clothes are not been donated, they upcycled it. So I trust her work. So I donate clothes there as well. Also, I sell clothes. Pre-love clothes. And I also buy pre-love clothes. I love pre-love clothes. Okay, okay. You know, maybe we're going to have a Another topic about that. And when it comes to going to coffee shops, I've already. Ako, parang nasanay na lang din ako. I already got used to ordering my coffee. I don't drink coffee. That's a lie. My tea. And two mugs. And it's a fun experience. But actually, now in COVID. I'm guilty that when my sister and I go outside and buy some drinks, it's in a plastic cup, which is sad. Also, Echo Bricks. I have an Echo Brick, and it's pending Echo Brick. <gasps> Man, I'm really proud when they first accomplished um, accomplished my first echo break it's a fun experience echo breaks are actually can be substituted into hollow blocks hashtag stuff it challenge so if you want to know more about that you can search the plastic solution and I think it's a good topic as well here in the podcast if you've also known the Circle Hostel, they actually use these echo bricks there. Okay, step number four engage and influence. So, if you've already been practicing the zero waste, you know, even if it's imperfect, even if it's just a little step. Step number first to engage in influence. Because if you're just alone, it's sad to be alone. And if you're just doing it by yourself and you're not having this community, I think it would be really difficult for you to continue. Even if you're the most self-motivated person. You know, it's good to have friends and it's cool to 
talk about these things with people who would understand you. So, step to consider is you may join Buhay Zero Waste group on Facebook. You will be inspired by the little steps and the small wins of people who are practicing zero waste, even though it's imperfect and it's so fun and how their efforts really impact others in the community. Yeah. I remember I have this close colleague. Hi, Adeline. Her, na- her name is Adeline. And every single time we saw colleague or encourage a colleague to try less waste, we would always tease each other na, Uy, ate, nasali na naman sa kulto natin to. Eko kulto, ganun. <laughs> so fun. And, yeah. I want to share a quote. You can go faster when you are alone, but you can go farther when you are together. So that's my step one to four. And, why go zero waste? Why go, why really? Because climate change is real. No planet B, Earth is our home. You can save and be sustainable. It's for the health betterment. And it's for stewardship and for the glory of God. I hope you learn a thing or two in this podcast. I know it's quite long, but thank you for sticking with me here. And I hope that you will be with me on this journey. Not for me, not for, well, for you as well, but for something not about us. Something that's for others. And to end this, I... I want to share this quote that if not me, then who? And if not now, when? Thank you again. This is Esme for Echo for PH podcast. The podcast that will help you in your echo journey. Bye! Bye! Have a wonderful wonderful day or night or week whenever you can listen to this bye